Philly, 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 where I am from. You are now tuned into the Philly Culture Podcast, and this is your host, Tadja Morris, the Culture Connector and the founder of Sisters with the Agenda. And we are tuned in with our co-host, Kaima Akbar, the owner of Urban Queens. And we are here to spotlight the creators, the entrepreneurs, the community leaders who have been putting in work across the city of Philadelphia for years now. We are checking in to talk about how growing up in the city of Philadelphia has birthed our hustle. So if you have not subscribed, make sure you go subscribe to all of our channels so you can stay up to date with all of our episodes. Make sure you go back and check out all the episodes and show some love to the city of Philly. We are live for episode 8 of the Philly Culture Podcast, and I'm Tadja Morris, the Culture Connection and the founder of Sisters with Agenda, and we have P. Michael Boone here joining us from the P. Michael Boone Foundation, and our co-host, co-founder, co-owner and founder of Urban Queens. (laughs) So, P. Michael, tell us about who you are and all the wonderful things you got going on. That's complex. That's like a full like a book. But uh, right now, I can say I identify as an ex-barber. Okay. Now, um, promoting and pushing a platform to help the youth and help the youth development and youth empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. So we build in the Be Michael Boone Foundation is all about the youth, and it stands on uh, four pillars, and one of them is mentoring. One of them is barbering, which is my ex-tree. One of them is uh, financial literacy, so wealth building. And the other, that's very important, right? And and the fourth one is health and wellness. So we're talking about mental health, physical health. Yeah, so those are the things that I have struggled with in my life. And now I'm like, you know what? How can I teach the next generation? Because I didn't even have a clue of what these things meant when I was young. And these are things that I all failed at. Mm-hmm. Like she rarely watched TV, and then when I was just this 
drawing. Just talking, right? Just saying something. Because at the time, I was drawing. She was That's like, how kids be. Just yeah, to say talk. anything. We <laughs> put no thought in it. Get us all hype. Okay, whatever yeah, you want to do.
friend of mine, I was cutting her son, and she was like, I need you to come talk to my boys, because you always talk to me about how he was when he was young. I can't see that person. Right. So I had to remove right. that person, far, put that person like far away. And she was like, you keep saying you was like that, and for some reason, I got like seven kids that's acting just like what you said you was to me. She's like, can you just come talk to him? I'm like, I can come talk to him. First thing I did when I came to talk to these kids, these group of kids, was I just listened to them. I that asked part. a bunch of questions, and I listened to them, and they was talking crazy. Some of them said stuff that I was like, what? You think that says that? Right. I couldn't say that at that moment because I was trying to earn their respect yes. and, their, and their like trust. Yeah. As just, yo, this is a safe space. We just bust her up. She gave us the, the auditorium and she would let them eat their lunch in the auditorium. So this is their lunch hour. She was like, you know the birds get kicked out. Just talk to them. I connected with one student who was more like me. He was extroverted, very, very vocal. Right. He was real hype, excited, and he was smart. So he had a lot of answers for all the reasons he got And me and him connected and we built a, a relationship on social media. And one day he was just, he hit me like, it was like 6.30 in the morning. I'm out early. And I'm looking at the ground and he hit me.
for five o'clock in Bullshatter. So I don't know. They said he's playing Russian roulette. It was, it was a whole weird situation, right? And talking about you know, uh, like us, it was killed in one of his friend's house. His best friend picked him up off the floor, right? And this is they they in tenth grade at this point. Come back to school. No, they called me. I woke was woken up out my sleep. Literally, God woke me up out my sleep. Mm -hmm. um, one of the assistant principals said, your son got killed. I said, who are you talking about? He said, your son got killed. I said, who are you talking about? He said, Safi. So by then, all the teachers, we going down to the um, down the temple. And the next day, the kids called me and said, we went ahead and had a memorial at the school. Mm. I called the principal. I said, listen, you don't get this. Somebody get killed in North Philly, you having a memorial in North Philly. Mm -hmm. I said, they feel like this is a community. You get what I'm saying? We opened it up for 10 kids. We had a half of an auditorium on a Sunday. I said, <laughs> a half of an auditorium. So after that, you know, we had social workers come. I just sat in a circle. That's, that's what I know, it's circles. You just sit in a circle and just let them talk. They said, you're not a therapist. I said, they don't want to go downstairs. So you going to steal their safe place? By the next month, they was in class learning. His best friend used to stand outside his med class every single day. Mm. And I used to be like, yo, how you in a you know, slow class when you stand outside every day? Mm -hmm. And he said, I said, you come to school every day on time in full uniform, maximize your time, go to class. Went to class. You know what I'm saying? But it was that space of just listening. Yeah. So we used to do this thing called a meeting of the minds. And we was just like full, full room full of young black boys just mm -hmm. wanted to talk. And it wasn't the elite, the, the good ones. It was yeah. the ones that, that just finally needed somebody to hear them. So these brothers created the podcast, um, a couple of teachers called The Cure, The Conversation That Cures. I like that. You know what I'm like saying? That. Because it's really just listening. And like you said, sometimes just giving them the simplest advice. Yeah. They so, want it. Or, or how about this? Like, crazy, I graduated from Brass. So, yeah, I, that was mm -hmm. like a school that accepted me. <laughs> well, that's why. Last school I went to. You couldn't kick y'all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, the stuff I did, they had nothing to do with me. It was like, what? That's all they're doing is getting up out this seat. Oh, yeah, we got a lot there. <laughs> we got people trying to stop guns from coming to the school. Right. I was in getting kicked out for like going to the bathroom. Right. That was dumb stuff. Yeah. But, so, Brash was my space, right? And, um, man, I lost a lot of friends that went to school with me, too. Somebody thought I had a peasy head, I didn't. 
people that, you know, just out here, just moving around, didn't have no direction, no focus. And then I meet my 16-year-old self sometime in these schools. So I'm just, I'm talking to a bunch of men. Yeah. And it was because God said, I went through that stuff just so I can to talk to them. Because if I was perfect, Patty, Mr. Who did it always yeah. right. Well, I, I want to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. look at our gifts. Right. Only thing I can tell them is the same thing everybody else tells them. Yeah. Oh, you got to sit still. Right. It ain't easy yeah. to sit still when you are a creator. Mm-hmm. When you got ideas, when you got, like you said before, challenging things that people are telling you that just don't, oh, that don't make sense. Right. 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 You know what? There's none of this makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I need to know why. Like, that was me. I need to know why can I put her back for her. Right. Why God take my hand off? You got to give me something good. Because yeah. I'm, I'm challenging. Yeah. And you ain't intelligent enough to figure out why because you are just putting down rules yeah. that was given to you. <laughs> you don't even know why they're giving the students the rules. You just like, let's go wrong with it because it all made sense. Right. But no, some things do need to be altered and changed. And so my students come in, right? Inside some of my programs, they hoodied out. They free hoodies sometimes. <laughs> two big coats on. I'm like, bro, I'm burning up in this joint. Why you got two hoodies on and the mask? You look crazy right there. But I get it. In your head, ain't nothing. This ain't no. This is normal. not a threat. That's not a problem. I ain't bothering you with my hoodie. So what I do is sometimes I want to see their faces so I can remember who they are. Right. So yeah, you gonna tell me your name? So you tell it to me. Drink him up, boom, I'm gonna cut his head, but I'm like, yo, let me brush your hair real quick. I'm like, no, he 
the young boy got a chance to shake his arm. Right. And I'm grinding, I'm guiding him through the steps. Right. I ain't holding his hand. I'm just walking him through the steps. All right, remember what I told you. One point to two points. Come on, get to the points. Come on, get those boxes. Get the curve. What do you see? All right, here's a chalk pencil. Show me what you see so he can trust you. Boom. You outline the chalk. All right, look. Let him see in the mirror. You think your hairline belong there? That ain't that bad. But he's going to be playing too much. All right, listen. We're playing in the barbershop. We joke, we business, but this is the time for business. This is your customer that's paying $100 right here. Treat him like that. Yeah. And now we're breaking, breaking barriers. And it's a lot of soft skills being learned while I'm teaching them something that I do effortless. Without the lecture. No lecture. Yeah, and that's the thing that I try to teach my parents. I mean, teach my teachers. Mm -hmm. It's like you can't small the, sweat the small stuff, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You, you, like you said, starting with the hoodie. Mm -hmm. You hit them with it. You give them a rationale. Mm -hmm. Some of them going clean yeah. to it, and then you keep going with the lesson, and you find a key piece to bring them in. Right. It, it's going to happen full circle at some point. Yeah. If they want to be here, they stayed in your class for a reason. Yeah. They showed up for but a reason. Listen, I don't want to want to be there. Right. Because if a school called me in to come talk to their most um, troublesome students, right. they think that I'm about to come and do a bunch of whole lot of talking. Right. Yeah. I'm going right. to talk because I'm a barber, right? Barbers, most barbers are. We, we extroverts. We just talk. Right. So I got a lot of conversation in me, but let's rope this into some lessons, some right. life skills, right. some soft skills. Let's rope in how, and that's, I had to identify the things that made me strong, the reason why I was an elite barber, okay. the reason why I was good, the reason why I got paid more than the average barber is, and I had to identify what was different. Right. Because it ain't, the, it ain't your cutting skills. Never, ever think so much about yourself that you are just better than all. You are not. You probably, I'm not probably better than a third of them out there. But what happens is I have other things that I bring into place that are key elements. I believe in being great. I do not believe in being on time. I believe in staying later and putting that work out. I believe in giving you a space to where we, I can cut your hair and it's just yours. I believe in that person, that personal experience. So I, I create an environment where it's just me and my client at that moment. So the appointments is on point. Right. The door is locked. Right. You can't just walk right. in. It's not a public barbershop. Right. We got to X that out because there's too many people going through a lot of stuff. Right. right? I got a lot of homies that was coming to get a haircut at times where they just finished doing something. Okay. And so I can't. I got to lock the door. Right. And then that said, you know what? I need to get a space that's small instead of big. Right. And I need to provide safe spaces mm. for people. And then people coming in telling me stories that they wouldn't tell nobody. Right. Right. And so I'm like, yo, I'm a good listener now. Then I'm a good communicator. So I'm like, oh snap, these are all things I need to teach. Right. Because these things that separated me from the average bar. Right. <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm, I'm always believing in staying. If I said I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So if your appointment is at 10, your appointment is at 10. Ain't no 11.30. Ain't no, oh man, my bad, bro. I'm gonna, I got caught up in traffic. Right. No. Yeah, I did all that before I got here. None of that. And that's socializing with other barbers on the phone. Taking breaks. Yup. Not communicating with people the right way if something did happen. So I bring all that in my classroom and I say, listen, communication effectively is how I prosper. Right? Yes. How you operate a business. Didn't even know I was a businessman. Just thought I was a hood barber. So somebody started teaching entrepreneurship. It was like, you got these attributes. You got all that. I was like, I was a businessman this whole time. Yeah. 
space where I was getting more clients and more income, like I said, than the average. And when I left the space, I left to teach that. Right. Because that was something that like kind of, um, you know, right. we got, I found it. Right. It wasn't, wasn't taught to right. me. No barber before me taught this to me. Um, barber school didn't teach this to me. These were things that just I arrived to. But those things that made it successful. And what I do understand with my students is you're going to discover your own unique talents, gifts. And so you have to figure out what it is that you're going to be known for. But taking them same key components. Because some of them, and they're transferable to other careers. If if you be on time, that's anywhere you're going to be good. (laughs) Like early. And I tell them, like, all the great things that happened to me from being early. I might have got an extra head every day because of that. Right. It's like extra $50, 50 times 52. Right. You know what I mean? So now I'm, I'm showing them how this stuff start making sense right. and the math start mathing. And I'm like, yo, I'm starting to get more money because of these small little things I'm doing different. So let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. When you tie the Philly culture to Barbara, why, why Barbara? Well, for me, um, <laughs> my mom was because she was so focused on education vanity and, and looking good wasn't something she right. that was like something she didn't even care about so I'm walking around with four weeks five weeks worth of hair and she ain't seen nothing wrong with it but she was like you got a bunch of books in the house and I was like mom this ain't working for me I'm getting busted on my yeah, I'm you wonder why I'm not Right. But you wonder why I'm getting in the fights? Half <laughs> this stuff ain't even because I want to do it. I'm trying to defend what's going on. And so what I did was one day I took the matters in my own hand. I met my friend dad, my friend house and dad, some clippers on the on the um, on the, on the, um, sink. I takes the clippers and just somehow just like knowing what I wanted to achieve, I I like figured out how to put the guard on. Got the guard on. I'm cutting my hair down. I ain't brushing, I ain't combing. I got the hair all on my face. I just left my man house. Come home in the crib. My mom like, yo, you look different. You got a haircut? Who you selling drugs for? She brought me straight up. Like, I'm like, mom, I ain't even selling drugs. I'm like, I ain't even selling best clip, dad clip. But she like, no, you didn't. You out there hustling, and you got some money to do this. You did a good job, that's why I was about to say, because I be having some kids come to school with patches. That's why the hood go out home. That's why the hood in the head, I just got to, I don't care about the school rule because half of them hot, and because like you said, they mom couldn't get them. Especially at the prices that they were. My son cut, my son was five years old, was cut $35. I said, what? I charged $50. When I first stopped, when I stopped, last stopped cutting, it was $50 for kids. So yeah, I get it. So a single mom, not saying you a single mom, right? But a single mom with two, three boys, yeah. this is a rough, and this every two weeks, you need to get them boys <laughs> Yo, guys, listen, <laughs> that's the struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is another reason why I teach, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll go into that part later. But that having that problem, I found the solution. And so later, that uh, that couple months later, my mom bought me a pair of clippers for Christmas. Right. And was like, now show me you can cut your own hair. I did it in front of her, and ever since then I was walking around with a cut. So I was 12 years old, okay. keeping it in my spot. Everything's every right. week now. So I went from busted to my job fresh <laughs> every week. And you and collected some money. You might come no, this so money, no, money you wasn't even, Money wasn't even a thing. Uh-huh. It was there. My friends was like, yo, how you staying with a cut? Who cutting you? Yeah, right. And I'm like, I did it. 
good, go, I'm coming to school, I'm coming to school. I got you. And money wasn't, a, I, it was never for the thought of money. I never even knew you could make money from it. I just knew it was fun, I liked it, and then it gave me a sense of like, um, like almost like I was accomplishing something. Right. Like that, right? So now it's the one thing I can do good. I'm going to school, I'm not getting that right. I come home and cut three heads at the school, this is the thing I'm getting right. Right, right. So I go to sleep, I got a smile on my face. <laughs> they ain't about no money. And I did that for about a year or two until somebody did knock on my door. This lady knocked on my door and was like, yo, you cut my son John here? I'm like, oh, snap, I'm gonna get my sleep on, right? She like, thank you, and gave me three dollars. And I was like, Give me a second. I got you. I'm calling around. Oh, God, I'm 
this time I had children. Right. Yeah. And I'm in there helping my kids with the homework. And I'm demanding from them what I never did. Finish what you start. Do the work. Go bust your behind the head. Come on, sit down at this table. You're not falling asleep. You're not going upstairs playing a video game. I'm sitting there talking to them. And I'm like, oh, this one. I don't even talk to myself like this. And I was like, before I keep drilling this to them, I'm going back to Shannon and getting that license. And so I paid again, full price, went back and studied like I never studied in my life. And when I got that, I was so nervous when I took that test. And they let you know at that moment, if you pass, I'm in that joint shaking like I'm in court. And they was like, Mr. Boone, you passed. I said, oh my God, I didn't do anything I put my mind to. I said, hold up, I'm unstoppable. I left that joint in power. Was like, what's next? Right. Like, what is next to me to conquer? Because I could have been on this path years ago. Right. If I had been told that I could yes. Yeah. Or if I had been mentored by somebody who failed in life and said, yo, don't go. Take the Ain't about right. Come on, let me back right. up. Yeah. Let's go do it again. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Like, we ain't waiting seven years for that. No, yeah. we're doing that again. So now, this is why I teach. Because I'm like, yo, if you fail, it's not the end of the world, and we're going to work and go harder again. Yeah. We're not dealing with that. Yeah. We just want to do it to say we completed something. So in my class, I give out certificates, right? Okay. And one young boy came up to me, just came home from, from Judy, and he was like, yo, he was like tearing up. And he's a tough young boy, too. So I'm like, what's up? He was like, man, that's the first thing I ever did. Completed. It was like about 15, and I'm just sitting back like, it's the first thing you completed in your life? He was like, this means a lot to me, man. Right. I'm looking at this young and like, dang, like, I didn't even not know this is what I'm doing, right. right? I'm just teaching you something because nobody told me this thing. Right, right. And I'm being the person showing up to you how I wanted somebody to show up to me. And you're telling me that you took benefit in that? Man, bring it in. Give me a hug, man. This is love. You see what I'm saying? So now, I'm like, yo, it's a lot of other areas I fell in, too. So because I gained a bunch of weight in life, and I didn't know, and then I found a way to lose that weight by just working on my health. And I was like, oh, let's teach that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I went into the debt earlier as a young boy, 19 years old, never went to college. But let them send me this credit card, and All I just right. found a burn. <laughs> and then somebody showed me how to get out of that situation right. and yeah. be responsible. I said, so let me teach that too. So I just started teaching all the stuff I failed. Yeah. Yeah. And then these youngins, and then these youngins started taking it in. And then I seen parents and administrators like yourself in schools that was like, and I promoted what I was doing. Yeah. But in a small way, because social media was not my strong suit. When it first came out, I didn't know how to share. Okay. I didn't know nothing about taking a picture, sharing it, <laughs> videos, writing patches, right. and none of that. Right. I just was like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to take Post a picture. Oh, your food, <laughs> your clothes, and that's it. It's the Philly way, right? right. Your food, your clothes, when you get, when you get laid, right. when you get sharp, that's it. And I started posting about that, just like, just did it. Not right. think it wasn't intentional, right? And people started gravitating towards me. Oh snap, you teaching barbers? Let me bring my son. Right. And people started yeah, reposting. Yeah, and then so those outlets like that picked it up. And I was just like all this stuff was unintentional, just right. doing what I normally do. And it became a thing where people started saying, No, this is different. Because nobody's right. doing this. And that's 
is teaching your career yeah. to kids. Right. And I'm like, well, that's when you find it, is when right. you're a kid. So why aren't they teaching this to right. kids? Right. So now I'm empowering everybody that has some type of service-based skill to teach it to the younger generation because they can now sit with it longer. Yeah. Like you want to be an experienced barber by time it's time to take right. that test because that test is not for the the novice. That test is, is, is similar to a, a doctor's exam, right. like a medical right. exam. Yeah, I know. Same course, the same exact board that governs medical, that governs real estate. So you want the same type of playing field. You can't be just, oh, I just want to do it because I want to make money. Huh? You might not pass that test if you just (laughs) want to make some money. Because they're about to teach, they'll talk to you about a whole bunch of stuff. But you need to learn to help other people and keep people safe. So I'm guiding my students and I'm teaching them about how to just be better than I was. And I'm giving them something that I didn't have. And then I'm noticing, wow, this is mentorship. Right. Right? This is mentorship. Now we're talking about how this looks if you take this into a business. Now we're talking about entrepreneurship, right? Yeah. This term. Yeah, so now we tying this together. And now it's like, oh, this is what the nonprofit is doing. Yeah. It, it, I never set it out with like a full out intention. I'm starting a nonprofit to teach these right. things, <laughs> to do this. I didn't have, that wasn't me. I didn't have that. But what happened was I just was like, I just wanted to show up for somebody. I don't know why I showed up for me. And I appreciate that. And that's the beauty behind the Philly Culture Podcast is mm-hmm. everything we do, yes, we put it on for the city of Philly, but it's for the youth mm-hmm. to give exposure of our unlimited talents and how people in the city of Philly is creating spaces that was lacked for us. Right. right? When we was growing up that we may not have individually because each of us are creating something individually that we did not have and we knew it was necessary mm-hmm. right how can we save these kids life based off of giving some information exposure some mentorship mm-hmm. some guidance some like anything you know what i'm saying yeah. and being able to get it back and creating mm-hmm. spaces to let them know like even losing 30 students you know there's mm-hmm. so much beauty in the city of philadelphia Philadelphia, so much brotherly love, sisterly right. affection, yeah. you know, and people not running from it. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You could take your gifts anywhere, right. but it's more important when you can give back to the kids that, like you said, look like you. So here's the deal with grass. Yeah, here's the deal with grass. Every single year, Miss um, Figs and Gratz, okay. since 10th grade, yeah. right? Okay. She sent 10th grade boys to my barbershop, and she's like, yo, when they get out of school, they're going to get out early, they come to your shop. Give them something big. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I teach and my program comes with a cost, but for my my right. alma mater, <laughs> this on me right here. Yeah. And guess yeah. what? What ended up happening is I taught my son first, so now my son teaches the students that come inside my shop. And that's how you gotta do it. The youth gotta teach the youth. So, wow. so what I realize is that I'm the teacher that's gonna teach the people that reach the people. Yeah. So I'm building leaders. So now this is my new, um, this is how God is opening this thing up. I'm now teaching people how to teach bars. And I'm teaching kids how to teach bars. So what I do when I get a student inside my classroom, I identify who's the extroverts, who's the introverts. Mm -hmm. Who's the ones who are here because their parents made them get here, and who's the ones here because they want to be here. Once I identify that, I figure out what's your learning style, young. Talking right. to you, you like me to just show it to you, right. then you want me to just put the clippers in your hand and say, Go, man, go ahead, go for what you and know. That, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you when you get it wrong. And that right. part is important. 
understanding each child's learning style. Everybody is different. Everybody is different. But before we wrap up, let them know what you got going because you got some push. You got your book that you just dropped. I got too much going on, but for right now, people talk about the P. Michael Boone Foundation. Yo, listen, man. We building youth empowerment here. And I'm also trying to teach other service-based industry people how to build a youth program as well. So right now, get at me on all platforms, P. Michael, and my last name is Boone, B-O-O-N-E. So on Instagram is P. Michael underscore, Facebook is P. Michael Boone, and on my website is www.pmichael.org. If you get at me and you want to learn how to take your program and turn it into a youth program, I got you. Yeah, I'm definitely going to sign up because I need help with my curriculum. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Um, So this is episode seven of the Philly Culture Podcast, and we want to thank you for coming and joining us. We appreciate you. You're definitely creating a culture here in the city, and we're not taking it away, okay? We're just shining light on all the great things that's happening. Um, And for the parents that don't know, y'all better tap in because he's going to help you give your kids some trades that can take them off the streets and make them young entrepreneurs and innovators. So check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and Anchor Podcasts. Have a great night, everybody.